Hey, this is Pastor Chris Sarno from Relevant Church, and you're listening to ELC Radio. Propel is the passion, purpose, and potential of every woman. And I think it's going to blow your mind as we together get ready to checkmate the devil because you and I are personally responsible for the evangelization of planet Earth. Propel is every woman who desires to make an impact in her world for God's kingdom. And she is untamable as she goes to plunder the kingdom of darkness with the light and the life and the mercy and the justice and the truth and the grace and the salvation of our almighty God, the Propel Woman is every woman. Join us the last Friday of every month at 7 p.m., 2830 G Street in the heart of Midtown Sacramento as we continue Christine Kane's empowering and uplifting Propel series led by Elevate Life's very own Pastor Tina Lamone. Love God, lift others. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamone. these tyrants in the book of proverbs i look to god's words for guidance my good postures defiance because they want me to keep my head down from a red town city of kings where you could catch a leg crown from the bottom so i ain't got problems i'm too up to get let down and i don't hit the bakery for bagels but i keep some bread round huh but the love for money's idolatry and it leads to sin and it's used to celebrate the debauchery that my people's in don't outrun your maturity it's best to stay behind because you ain't blessed if you're successful yet with the wretched state of mind gain the world lose your soul for all it's worth you earn the l ball on earth and burn in hell that's an eternal fail trusting in myself i made a lot of mistakes caused a lot of pain was basically a disgrace if it wasn't for your spirit i never would have learned stuck up in this foolishness but i'm gonna be wiser now i thank you for renewing my mind making me wiser now Have you found Genesis chapter one yet? Genesis chapter one. We've been in a series called Made in His Image, and we want to continue in this. Uh, Genesis chapter one is the text we're jumping off from. It says here, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female, and he created them. And then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. See, he said to them, not just the man, he said that to the woman. He said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Come on, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for every person that is here that is made in your image, Lord God. 
I thank you for your spirit that is here that supernaturally takes the words that I speak, anoints them, and gives them power. Father, I just pray right now that you would change lives today, that the light bulb would go off in somebody, Lord God, that they would get the spirit of revelation to see who they are and what they're called to do. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, and we thank you for the anointing to preach and pull down strongholds today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, we started this series, my wife kicked it off talking and speaking to the women on Mother's Day about the importance of understanding who you are as a woman. Amen? It's very important that women embrace their divine identity. Can I get an amen? Uh, through the ages, uh, Satan has worked overtime to, to, through different cultures around the world to suppress women. It is, it, is a, it is a terrible thing. It's a horrible thing. And it even has happened in the Christian church where women have been oppressed. There are still churches today where women are not allowed to preach, where women are not allowed to become pastors and prophets and different things like that. But not in this church. Amen. Because that's not in the word of God. But we're also seeing in America new ideas coming over from different areas of the world, from the Middle East and, and, and from, from different countries uh, and belief systems uh, where women are oppressed, where women have to cover themselves from head to toe. Uh, you know, I was at the mall the other day, and I, I'm used to these sites. I travel all over. When I'm in Malaysia, you walk through the mall, and every woman, you can't even, you can barely even see her eyeballs. They're just in these, these robes while dudes are walking around in shorts, and just, you know, uh, and you see that in other places, but we're seeing those ideologies come in in America, and it's accepted in things. And I'm not saying we need to treat them bad. People have the right to do what they do, but listen, it's not okay to oppress women. Can I get an amen? amen? We have cultures that oppress women. Come on. In Hispanic culture. Can we talk? Amen. Y'all still love me. Uh-oh. Don't talk about my grandma. No, no, no. Listen, I'm just trying to help us here because we might have been raised Mexicano or you might have been raised Colombian or whatever it is. But some of our Latino culture, it oppresses women. I should have got more amens than that. But you're scared. I know. I understand. I'm someone might cut you if we talk about this. It's true. It's some oppressive stuff in Latino culture. Amen. There's oppressive stuff in, in, in so many cultures around the world in in Asian culture and this and that. And that's why the Bible is the highest culture. Amen. That's why Jesus prayed. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven, because in heaven, women aren't oppressed. Yeah. God didn't make you to come to the earth to be oppressed. God didn't make you to come to the earth and just be a subservient to a man. I'm helping a little girl out here today. Amen. For some of those older ones, it's too late. You already signed up for that. But for some of the little girls, some of the little girls, you, you need to know this. God didn't put you on the earth to be under a man's thumb or a man's heavy hand. You have a plan. A, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And for you older ones, just get off that train. Just get off that train. Get off that train and get on the one that God created you to be in because you're made in his image. And go, go on the app and you can listen to the podcast. My wife preached that message a few weeks back. And uh, actually, she's going to be continuing the, in, during the summer. We're going to go do a part two to that because we really want to build uh, women up in that. And we also want to build men's understanding of a woman. 
Because men, our, our favorite scripture in the Bible is, is always the, the scripture that says, woman, submit to man. Everybody, every man knows that scripture, you know, but we got to have an understanding of what that means. And so that's important that we also learn, man, if you only knew what you had sleeping next to you every night. I'm talking to the husbands, hopefully. Hope, and that's what I mean when I say men. Because if you're not married and you're sleeping next to something, that's something different. If you only knew what you was waking up next to you, that's a whole other thing. But for married men, if you only knew how amazing the woman is that God gave you, your dreams would come true. Your dreams would come true. Robbie's earning points up here. with Luana's about to marry him all over again. And the rest of the guys, I don't know, you should have jumped on that as well. So, so we're, we're, we're made in his image, and we started off talking about the women and, and different things like that, and then we went into understanding the we of God. And uh, Genesis chapter 1, they said, let us make man in our image, our image. What is he, why, who is God talking to? Remember, he's the only thing around. Let us make man in our image. Guess what he's doing? He's having self-talk. Okay, he's talking to himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God is the three in one. He's a three pronged being. And you say, well, I don't understand. How could three people be one person? And you got to understand you're a three pronged being as well. You are spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Right. You're made in his image. He made you like him. So there are three aspects of your life. And in the natural realm, most people only operate in two. And it's sad in Western Christianity, we still only operate in two realms, which is the intellectual and the physical. But gosh, you better understand there is a spirit realm. And God comes and he inhabits the spirit of man, not the mind of man. The mind, he says, you got to renew that. But when you get born again and when you ask Jesus to come into your life, he connects with your spirit. Amen. He connects with your spirit. Now, you better understand everybody that talks spiritual, it's not God spiritual. There's demonic spiritual. Can I help you all out today? I know you, you, you like to see the supernatural in movies, but we don't like to have right understanding of it, you know. But there is a dark side and a light side. I'm not just talking Star Wars in here. Amen. There's a light side and a dark side. And in the, in the light, Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man accesses the Father or accesses heaven except through me. But we also know that there is a dark side that accesses the spirit realm. And this is why you got to quit reading horoscopes. This is why you got to stop watching Walter de las Estrellas. Is that guy still coming on? That guy still coming? Why would you watch that fool anyway? Okay, some of you think, oh, it's just fun and games. No, it ain't. Because remember when God sent Moses into Pharaoh and he said, go and take your rod and throw it on the ground and it'll turn into a serpent. What was, Mero, uh, what was uh, Moses doing? He was exhibiting the power of God. But you know what's crazy? Mo Pharaoh said, that's nothing. My guys can do that too. And the magicians came in, James and Jambres, and they threw theirs down and theirs did the same thing. Theirs did the same thing. So you know what that means? There is a demonic access to the spirit realm. So these artists that are out there and these little things, you're still playing tarot cards and you're still calling your one thea that has dreams and stuff like that. Listen, if she ain't, 
if she ain't getting it from God, it's coming from some other place. Oh, but pastor, she's been right so many times. I know she's using demonic powers to give you advice. Whether it's right or wrong, it don't come from God. And you got to start making distinctions. Is this all right? Is this too mature for some of us? Okay, because we need to know this. Because these kinds of things are an affront against God. So we've got to start learning. We are spirit beings. Amen. So we've talked about that uh, the week. So you can go back and listen to those things. You are a, a try, uh, triune being, being like God. And here's what God did when he was creating. He spoke to himself. You have got to learn to talk to yourself. Talk to your flesh. Talk to it because your flesh is talking to you. Your flesh is telling you what it's telling you what it wants. Come on. What does it want? All your flesh wants is to eat, sleep, have sex and be entertained. That's it. That's all the flesh desires. That's the only thing it has to say. And I just described some people's lives. That's all you want. That's why you come into church. You're losing your mind right now. Oh, God, when's it over? Oh, man, I just, when are we going to get out of here? Huh? Well, right, because all you want to do is eat, sleep, have sex, and be entertained. So we come into church. We don't even know how to act. Why? Because that voice is dominating your life. It's dominating your life. That's why you're a terrible father. Because parenting sometimes has nothing to do with eating, sleeping, and having sex and being entertained. You know what it has to do with? Them eating and sleeping and being entertained, not having sex. Praise God. So when I'm in my parenting mode, it's not about me. It's not about, I got to turn off the game and go play catch with my son. I don't get to eat what I want. When sometimes, sometimes. Hey guys, what do you want? McDonald's. What do you want? Mac and cheese. So sometimes, sometimes. Those, I thank God those days are over. We, we made it through, baby. We made it through them days. But those parenting times, it's not about you. It's not about you. Amen? Am I making sense today? So when that voice rules your life, you're going to have those kinds of results there, okay? And so that's why you got to talk to your flesh. Flesh, you're not in charge. You're not in charge. Flesh tells you, I don't want to go to church this morning. No, flesh, we're going. We're going to church. Flesh will tell you, I don't want to pray. Let's just sleep. You ever have that battle going on? You, you, that's why I don't kneel down when I pray. You can kneel down all you want to. It's not that I'm proud. It's I know what's happening. Oh, Dios. <laughs> so the posture of my prayer, the posture of my prayer is I walk and pray. I walk and pray. Because when I walk and pray, you know what I'm telling my flesh? You're not going to go to sleep. You're not going to go to sleep right now. We're going to pray. We're going to get in the presence of God. You know, how many lay down when you pray? Oh, nuts. Listen, the only time I lay down and pray is when I'm praying in tongues super hard. Because then the tongues don't let me pray, don't let me go to sleep. The shanda rabakata, they ain't gonna let me go to sleep. But don't you just sit there, oh Father, I just wanna lay before you. And... <laughs> so so we gotta speak. We gotta speak to ourselves. How many know you gotta speak to your emotions? You gotta speak to them. I know you're lonely. I know you ain't had a date in a long time. I know it's cold outside. 
It's cold inside, too. Boy. She's had that conversation, I know. So you got to talk to your emotions. I'm good. Emotions, I'm good. I'm waiting on my wife. I'm waiting on my husband. All right. You got to have that talk when you're married, too, right? When that new coworker comes in and she's fine, but you married? Got real quiet up in here. Got real quiet. Like, like these things don't happen. We get real quiet. Oh, no, that's not happening to me, Pastor. Oh, I'm, I'm a born-again, sanctified believer. <laughs> Temptation don't care if you're saved. But you got to learn how to have those conversations. You got to learn how to have them quick. Because when the flesh sees that new coworker and she's coming in and it's her first professional job, so she don't know you don't wear tight stuff to work. That's for somebody else that was, oh, I didn't know that either. Okay. <laughs> she didn't know that, so she's coming in and she's wearing inappropriate. And you're, everybody else in the office is like, dang. But you married. You got to have a conversation with your, nope. Emotions, you ain't falling for that. You married. Your wife will kill you. got to have that conversation it's not wrong to talk to yourself and if you talk to yourself more you wouldn't be as crazy as you are right you ever wake up depressed you want to know how to fix that when you when you're depressed start talking to yourself I'm the head and not the tail I got nothing to be sad about I got a roof over my head I'm in this car right now You know, you start talking to yourself. You start, you start doing that. Talk to your emotions and get yourself out of situations. God did it. He said, what are we going to do? We're going to create man in our image. He had some self-talk going on. We need to talk to ourselves and make sure. Here's the big thing we want to do. We want to make sure that the voice that is leading our life is our spirit. Because as a triune being, understand this. The intellect was never designed to lead your life. For 98% of us in here, your mind leads your life. 98% of us. If we don't understand it, we don't do it. If it don't make sense, come on, what did, what did, what did he say? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Some of you got that tattooed on your butt somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not your butt, but just tattooed on this. You know, and, and we, we live by these mentalities. Pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. Listen, listen, we really do. It's, it's a battle. We live by our intellect. But here's the problem with the design that you are. God did not create us to be led by the intellect. Because what he said is, what, what, what happened when Adam sinned and was separated from God? The Bible says that his communion with God was interrupted. And now his spirit life did not exist. Before that, and when Jesus comes, what he does is he restores back to us our spirit life. And then what happens? The Holy Spirit comes and lives in our spirit. The mind doesn't have the capacity to lead your life the way God wants it to be led. It doesn't have the capacity. Let me give you an example. Jesus comes, right? It's called the second Adam. He comes and he goes, he's he's winning back for us the way it was supposed to be, having dominion and having being fruitful. He he comes back as the second Adam. He's going to get it right. And he's in a storm. Right. 
And the disciples are freaking out. Guess where Jesus is? He's at the bottom of the boat sleeping on a pillow called faith. He's sitting down there. The disciples, they're fighting. What is going on? And they're screaming. Finally, somebody goes down and wakes up Jesus. And they begin to say, what are you doing? Don't you know there's a storm happening? And Jesus gets up. And he says, oh, you of little faith. And he does something that the mind can't comprehend. He gets up and he says, peace be still. And what happens? The Bible says the storm brings calmness. It's gone. If you're led by the mind, you'll never do that. Because the mind says, what's that going to do? What's that going to do? Are y'all seeing this? He's walking by the fig tree. It's got no fruit. What does he do to it? Speaks to it. The mind says this. What's that going to do? What's that going to do? That's dumb. That don't make no sense. Because the mind doesn't have the capacity, oh, hear this, y'all, to walk with God. The mind needs to be told what to do. And y'all ready for this next one? And how to think. Your mind needs to be told that from the right sources. And as Christians, we better believe what I'm talking about is real. Because you know what? The industry, the world, they know that this is real. Why do you think commercials are, are so expensive? Why do you think they will pay, McDonald's will pay a few million dollars to have a commercial during the Super Bowl? You want to know why? Because they know if they can put a thought in your mind, they got you. So they'll drop millions of dollars to just give you images. If I can, get, if I can just put images in people, they'll buy my product. Why can't we understand that? We act like that ain't true, and then we listen to whatever music we want to listen to because we like the beat. And then you're talking about, I don't know why I can't, I, I can't stop watching porn. I, I don't know why. I just I, I, can't, I can't stop being freaky on Friday nights. I can't, I, you know, I don't know why I date them kind of women. I just, you know, that, I guess this is the way I am. No fool, you're listening to ear porn all week long and thoughts are coming into your head booties and this and that and then we go well you know it just ain't there's just no way you can't you can't I, I can wait to get you know to have sex by the time to get married it seems impossible because that's all your mind is filled with but if we can fill your mind with something else you're gonna be all right you're gonna be all right We just may keep you from catching an STD. We may be. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to try that. Are you guys tracking with me now? So the the spirit is what it's all about. We've got to get the, 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 you were created to be spirit led because the mind is never going to be able to lead you in the way of God. The mind doesn't understand the tithe and the offering. The mind goes, they just want your money. They just trying to get your money. That's what the mind says. But the spirit will show you in the word of God, like we did today, what giving will do for you. The spirit will lead you into truth to get what Jesse was testifying about up here. That, man, if you do this, I'll do that. The mind can't see the connection. The mind can't see it. The mind wants to figure everything out. 
This is why, guys, you got to get the driving, the driving wheel away from your intellect. And you got to put it in the hands of your spirit. But here's the big problem, too. Your spirit ain't old enough to drive. Because people got baby spirits. You've been saved 20 years, but your spirit's like two. Can I tell you why? Because the spirit doesn't grow through time. The spirit is outside of time. The spirit grows when you do what the Bible says to grow it. And there are things that grow your spirit. You like, like to know what they are? Only three people. The rest of y'all just want to stay two-year-olds. I, I, I just gonna, I'm going to say y'all was taking notes so you didn't answer me. Let me try this again. Do you want to know what grows your spirit? Okay, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. This is how you grow your spirit. Number one, you pray in the Holy Ghost. The book of Jude, read it. It's one chapter. It says, build up your faith praying in the most holy, in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Oh, but that's weird. What voice is saying that? Your intellect. I, I, I I, I, I just don't think I'm ready for all that. Your intellect speaking. But guess what your spirit is doing? I want it. That's how I get to my destiny? Give it to me. This how I get freed from porn? Okay, let me go that route. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference in this thing. But the Bible will tell you how to build up your faith through praying in the Holy Spirit is one way. But what, it, but what it's also talking about, there's another hidden principle in there, is why praying in the Spirit builds your faith is because it's you're using faith to pray in the Holy Spirit. So the second connotation you take from that scripture is using your faith builds your faith. So when you do things based on God's word by faith, your faith gets stronger. It's kind of like going to the gym. How do you get your bicep to grow? You work it out, right? You work it out. You do exercise where you use it. If you use it, it grows. Guess why Christians don't grow? Because they don't use their faith. They go to church. They don't use their, they don't ever use what I teach you. You don't use it. That's a good word, pastor. Oh, you was on point this week. Good for me. Good for me. But if you'll use what I'm saying, you'll grow. If you use what I'm saying, you'll grow. So, you know, you start tithing. What is that? That's, use, that's faith. Man, I'm writing this check because it says in God's word. That's some faith right there. Boom, you grow. Your little baby comes, your, little, your boy comes, mom, I'm sick. You just go in the medicine cabinet, you missed a great opportunity. You're sick? Come over here. Let me lay hands on you. Let me release. Let me use my faith in God as a healer and pray for you. That's using your faith. Then go to the medicine cabinet. I'm not saying don't take medicine. Y'all know. Come on. Take a Tylenol. Take two if you need to. You know, whatever. But using your faith is what causes you to grow. You got to do stuff. 
sitting in these maroon chairs, hearing good messages. That's, that's, that's where it starts. But if you don't do anything for it, you're just like them folks at the gym. You, you see them. You see them. They got cool clothes. They got the best gym shoes. Sitting there just chopping it up. How you doing today? Yeah. You're like, you ain't, I've been here an hour. I ain't seen you do one thing. Because they're just at the gym. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Look straight ahead of me because if it's you, we can fix that, you know. Because you see them, people, they're just chopping it up, drinking smoothies and all that, just at the gym. Nothing changing. Guys, tell your neighbor, this ain't that church. This ain't that church. So if we don't get this right, if you don't use your faith, here's what happens. You don't have a strong spirit to overcome sin. You don't have a spirit to say no to sin. And so you, your life never changes because you never repent from your old ways. And guess why you never repent? Because you're, you're weak and you're letting your flesh or your intellect drive the car. Man, let's get your spirit strong. A strong spirit can, ladies, a strong spirit can say no to a fine guy that don't know Jesus. Yeah, that's a good place to clap right there. Clap for somebody. Because there's some so-called strong Christians. I say so-called because they'll, they'll go online and preach to you about how they, they, they're waiting for the one. I'm worth it. But they're just saying that because nobody's asking them out. Listen, the test comes when you're telling somebody fine that don't know Jesus I ain't got time for that. Then I'll stop everything. Because I've seen it too many times. I've seen it too many times. People that say they're strong God and can't say no to something that ain't good for them. Amen? And you've seen it too. But why can't we do that? It's because our spirits are teeny tiny. And we got we to work them out. Another thing that builds up your spirit is the word of God. Every day you crack open that word, that is like the equivalent of juicing. Come on, we're talking health talk today. You guys are like the juice, drinking up all the celery juice and all that kind of stuff. You know, we can't buy celery at the grocery store because so many people drink a celery juice. People on this kick, it's crazy. It's crazy. So the word, that's your, that's your smoothie in the morning. Boom, crack open that word. Read that word and know what you read. Meditate on it all day. Amen. Just get one scripture, carry it with you. Guess what that's doing? Growing your spirit. It's growing your spirit. Amen. That's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to grow, because when your spirit is strong, here we go. Life can change. Listen, guys, come on. You know this. Being in church once a week ain't going to change your life. Yeah, I said it. I said it. It ain't going to change your life. But if you start doing what you're learning at church, then everything changes. Everything. You're going to get finer. You're going to look better. You're going to get more handsome. Are you laughing? But it's true. I wish you could see what I see on a Sunday. Amen. I look out here. Ooh, ah, I see you in a few months. I'm like, there you go. Praise God. Listen, life gets better when you work his word. Guys, the word of God is powerful. It's powerful. It takes a loser, makes him a winner. It does. But if you just think coming to church is enough, guys, come on. 
This is why we say something around here we say all the time. You got to get plugged in. Think of your life as this. Think of your life as something of an appliance that has a plug. Come on, like your toaster, you know, uh, or something around the house, a fan or something like that. That thing needs to be plugged in. Some people go to church, but they never plug in. But I will always compare somebody that's plugged in to somebody that just goes to church. And I will always say the person that's plugged in has a better life. Oh, pastor, you shouldn't say that because we're all the same. You might offend somebody by saying that their life is better. We're just all the same in God's eyes. No, you don't read the Bible. (laughs) You don't read the Bible because that's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible says. There's levels to this thing. There's levels to this thing. Tell your neighbor right now, get on my level. So let's keep going. You guys getting something today? So we got to get the spirit in charge. Look at Romans chapter 8, 12 through 14. This is why we're spending so much time on it. And I'm really trying to get through this faster, but somebody needs to hear this. So therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. (laughs) Straight up, straight up, right? I think somebody from the hood wrote Romans. (laughs) Ain't no sugar coat, because I'd have said that a different way. Hey, if you live by the flesh, it's it's, it's really not going to work out for you. I would have said something like that. He says, if you live by the flesh, you're going to die. Can't get it more plain than that. But it says this, look it. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. In other words, it says this. If you put the spirit in charge of the flesh, you'll quit sleeping with ugly people. Okay, let's keep going. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, you need to catch this next part. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. But, but pastor, aren't we all the children of the Lord? Aren't everybody the child of God? Come on, I know you hear your Thea saying that in there or something. Listen, listen. Are you reading this? For as many as are led by the sons of God, they are, the, they are the, led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. There's levels to this thing. What the Bible is saying is to be a son, you better walk in the Spirit. Because if you're not walking in the Spirit, you're not a son. Let me help you some more with that because here's the thing. You're thinking of sons as, well, you know, does that mean I don't come from God? No. The Bible's talking about sonship in a place of an inheritance, of an inheritance. Not saying that you're not of God, but saying you don't get the benefits of a son. Y'all seeing this? Because you and I both know folks that been to church all their life, and their life is just as jacked up as somebody that never went. Could it be that because they never took the time to allow their spirit to lead their life, they are not reaping the benefits or the inheritance that a son is supposed to have? Now, what does the Bible says that we, we have an inheritance, that everything that is God's is yours. But here's your part. You got to be a son. 
Well, how do I become a son? Quit listening to the flesh. Quit being led by your intellect and let the spirit drive the car. says it right there. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So guess what the goal has to be, y'all? Be led by the Spirit. Because the flesh is going to tell you everything's okay. There's grace. There's grace. God still loves you. It ain't a love issue. God will love you all the way to hell. It's a choice issue. He loves you. His love ain't never leaving you. So let's quit making it about that. But if you want a better life, you want the inheritance, you want destiny, you cannot get it outside of being led by the Spirit of God. You can't. You can't. And that's why there's something called discipleship in the New Testament, where Paul says this, follow me as I follow Christ. I guarantee you, Paul went in the clubs. Guarantee you, he wasn't, getting, he wasn't getting drunk. He wasn't smoking weed. Somebody just said, oh, I'm out there. <laughs> then. Then you got to be out. And it ain't God kicking you out. It's not me kicking you out because God loves you. He'll receive you. You come in the way you are. But if you want to be a son, if you, you come into the family, but to get the benefits is what it's saying. You got to learn to walk by the spirit. Are you tracking with me? Because you can come in. We all know Christians ain't perfect, right? We all know that. We all know that you could come in just as you are. You come in any way you want. But if you want the benefits, live by the spirit. Be led by the spirit. Live by the word. Go to the next one. Go to the next scripture I sent you. Galatians 5, 16 through 23, it says, I say, then walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, so many of us are bound to our sins. Can't stop drinking, addictions, pornography, the club, hanging out with wrong people. Listen, hanging out with wrong people is is a problem. It's a problem. If we could just eliminate the wrong people from your life, you'll have a good life. There are two things that are easy to fix, where you go and who you go with. Two things, easy to fix. You fix those two things, problem solved. Problem solved. Those two things right there are big, okay? Walk in the spirit, you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. Here we go. The spirit and the flesh, they fight. It's a war. Remember that you're a three-pronged being. The flesh is not going to let the spirit be in control. Says it right there. So the minute you go, okay, this is a great word. I'm going to leave church today and the spirit's driving. The flesh is going to say, uh-uh. Uh-uh, because I need my sleep. I need my food. I need my sex. And I need my entertainment. And the spirit say, no, no, no. But we, you know, that's, that's fine. And let me just say this about the flesh. Those things aren't wrong in the proper context. God created us to love entertainment. He gave us the ability to enjoy entertainment. If you came to church and left the TV on for your dog, he don't get to enjoy that. He's just sitting there. It could be the best movie. It could be the best movie, man. Your dog ain't enjoying that. 
You want to know why? Because there's nothing in him that God put there to be able to enjoy it. God wanted us to be able to enjoy entertainment. Food, taste buds, his idea. He could have just made it, you just eat and you got nutrition. No, but he put taste buds so we would know the difference between a cookie and an apple. Come on. He made it so you can enjoy a slushy. And just, mm, that's a, mm, I like that. Tiger's blood. I don't know what flavor that is, but it's, it's good. He created us. He created us to like food. He created us to enjoy sleep. And y'all know sex was his idea. What? See, the devil wants you to think it's this dirty thing, this dirty little secret thing. No, God created us sexual beings. He made the male sex organ. He made the female sex organ. He made the concept of putting the two together. And he could have just made it a concept of, well, it's just what it happens and the babies come. No, but he made it to where it's like, whoa. And he made that feeling. Oh, stay with me, church. Stay with me. He made that. Now, I'm, I'm proving a point with this, guys. I'm proving a point. The flesh is, he created it. It's not evil. Just don't let it run your life. Just don't let it run your life. Amen? We've, we've got to take this stuff out of the grip of the devil. And, you know, for many times, churches just made the flesh evil. I listen to my parents when they used to go to church. They tell us, man, the preacher basically said, if it's fun, it ain't God. Yo, they couldn't go to movies back in those days. Some of you old school folks, you remember, couldn't go to movies. They said if you were in a movie and Jesus came, you wouldn't go. That's what they say. If the rapture comes, you're in a movie, you ain't going. So they say, hey, me, enjoy the movie because you're not going. That's, that's how it was back then. So. The church many times has, has taken the pendulum way over here, but I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? I am saying, don't let it drive the car. Yeah. Don't let it drive the car. Amen? Yeah. Jesus talked about drinking wine. Not only did he talk about it, his first miracle in the Bible was at a quinceanera. I'm sorry, a wedding. <laughs> And Maria comes to him, hey, Jesus, we're out of wine. It's like, what do you want me to do? She says, do whatever he says. I don't know why she's got an accent today, but she's got one. <laughs> Jesus' first miracle. He hadn't healed anybody. He hadn't even preached a sermon yet. His first miracle is creating wine for people who are already drunk. Because remember, they ran out of wine. You don't run out of wine if no one's drinking it. You know, we would have said, us good Christians, oh, you ran out of wine? Good, because y'all drunk. Maybe now you stop drinking. Get a glass of water. We would have said that, right? But not Jesus. Jesus creates more wine for the winos. So 
So don't get what I'm saying twisted where I, you're saying I'm, uh, we're against fun and against all that. No, Jesus created these things. But you got to quit letting it run your life. You got to quit letting it run your life. And you got to put your spirit in charge and you will see how sweet God can make all those other things. You can't cook. Some of you can't quit going to the club. You can't quit. You know what the club is? The club is a cheap imitation of church. I like the club better. Watch what the club will produce. If I was preaching like the book of Romans, you're going to die. That's what it said. You're going to die. But because folks in 2019 can't handle that, I got to make it a little softer. Listen, it, it's not going to be good for you. Amen. Can we keep going now? I got five more minutes because we got to baptize some folks into their new life. So, so let's, put the fle- let's put the flesh in its proper place. Amen. In its proper place, it's so cool. There's nothing better than sometimes one of my escapes many times is watching a movie. Nothing wrong if you want to go home and, and, and play a little video game after a hard day's work. That's fine. You know, just don't let it mess up your marriage because you you're on that thing all the time. Just don't let it, you know, your kids feel neglected because you play it more than them. <laughs> we laugh, but guys, that's an issue. You're laughing. There's a woman crying in here right now. It's happening. It's happening. We just got to get things in its proper place. Amen? Amen. So let's keep going. All right. So, so a three-pronged being, spirit, you are a spirit. This thing is just the house you live in. We've got to get that right. And you can't let your intellect lead your life. It doesn't have the capacity to understand the things of God. Because there are things that, ways that you are created that your mind won't let you do. Okay. remember, you're created in his his image, God's image, male and female. He created us. How does God create things? And I've said it many times before. God doesn't create with his hands. He creates with his words. You're made in his image. You got to learn to create with your words. What was the curse pronounced over Adam when he fell? The Bible says this, that now because you've done this thing, you will work the sweat of your brow to produce in the earth realm. So guess what most of us do to produce a better life? We work hard. We work with our hands. We work with our gifts. And that's good. But guess what Jesus comes to the earth and does? Did you know that 98% of the miracles that he did, he did with words? Be healed, be whole, spoke to the tree, spoke to the storm, words. What was Jesus doing? Remember, he was restoring us to our original intent. So guess what you got to learn to start doing? Speaking. Some of you speak, but you don't speak the right things. Some of you speak too much. You talk too much is one of my songs from Run DMC. I remember that. You never shut up. 
Oh boy, you never shut up. Google it. Some of you youngsters, this is a good song. Or how about Houdini? You got a big mouth, a big mouth. But in the new covenant, we're being restored to who we've been created to be. The power to change your life begins in your mouth. Your mind can't conceive that. Your intellect's like, what, what's that going to do? You better get out and get a job. Well, you better get out and do that too. But it begins with the words. Amen? Instead of crying about not having somebody in your life, speak them into existence. Instead of crying about not having the job you want, speak it into existence. Amen? Amen. And you're not just doing it because a positive thinking guru, because they be jumping on, they be jumping on the word and just taking out Jesus and using our stuff. Can we just watch out for all these life coaches and stuff out there? That's all they're doing. They're just trying to take principles and take Jesus out of it. Watch out for that. But we take this truth from God's word. It's how Jesus got down. It's how the book of Hebrews tells us the worlds were framed through your words. And here's the problem. Some of you are so negative. Because why? You only live by your intellect. Can I just tell you something? If I live by what I see, happiness could be a problem. Because how many know we're always in, we can get ourselves in situations where things around us aren't what we want them to be. But when you live by your spirit, you peek over reality into the spirit realm. Oh, I see what's coming. I see what's coming. And then you come down from that and you speak it into existence. And ladies, we're talking about being wonderfully made. This has to be something, you know, that you've got to understand is a part of your makeup as a woman. I think the statistic is that women speak two-thirds more words than men in a day. So if a man speaks 1,000 words, the average woman speaks 3,000 words. There's a reason for that. There's power in that. Okay, there's power in that. This is why, guys, we don't win arguments with our wives, do we? <laughs> or am I the only one? I'd be like, no. It's I ran out of words. 3,000 words are up. <laughs> and she's just, brah, brah. You do this, brah. You won. It's, it, it's, it's, it's in our makeup. It's in how we, how we work. Ladies, you got to know this. He's not mad at you. He used all his words at work. <laughs> Comes home, he's got like 10 left. And you're like, he doesn't love me. It's we really are made in some of these things. But understand this. This is why God was so hard with the children of Israel when they complained. Have you guys ever noticed how God don't play with complainers? I mean, in some instances, he has more grace on murderers and adulterers than on people that complain. I mean, Israel was doing a lot of crazy stuff in the wilderness. 
But did you know why he said you ain't getting into the promised land? Murmuring and complaining. Now, granted, they had a lot of other Egyptian ways in the camp. They was doing a lot of other stuff. But he drew the line at murmuring and complaining. And you want to know why? Because it is a perversion of what you are created to do with your mouth. It's a misuse of your greatest weapon. It's a misuse of your greatest tool. So many people complain. And so many of us were raised by moms and dads that all they did was complain. Atmospheres of complaining. Everything's bad. Everybody's stupid. Nobody's this. Nobody's that. My job's terrible. You got to change that. And you got to understand you're made in his image. You got to understand this thing here. You got to start being Jesus style. Jesus spoke and it was. God spoke and it was. What is it you want? Speak it and it'll be. But don't get it twisted. This ain't Aladdin, okay? It ain't going to happen now, then. Speak it. Well, where's it at? That's your intellect again, see? Intellect getting it. Well, it ain't working. That's your intellect again. Because God is outside of time. I can't tell you how long it's going to take. All I can tell you is keep doing it. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. And your speaking will take you further, ready, than your hard work. Oh, my gosh. How dare you say that, Pastor? I'm on my grind. I be grinding. I'm on my grizzle. All right, I'll stop right there. But no, it will do that. And there's nothing wrong with hard work. There's nothing wrong with being diligent. Thank you. Got a message. There's nothing wrong, but hear me. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, with, with being hardworking. I put a post up this week. I saw online about what will keep you out of poverty. And it really is all, all just discipline and hard work. But listen, we're not just talking about poverty. We're talking about a God destiny. Speaking, believing and speaking will get you farther than your natural ability. I remember, and I, I've told you this when I, I, when I was 19. I'm sorry it's a part of my testimony. There's faith in it. There's power in it. But I remember when God called me to go preach. He said, you're going to go around the world. I didn't go, oh, my God, I better get a job. I better go make a million dollars and da-da-da. You know, because how many know plane tickets cost money? That wasn't my first response. My first response, and I, I, I think I heard a preacher preach on this, just like you're hearing now. Matter of fact, I know I did. It was a, I remember the message right now. And he began to talk about how when he got started in ministry, he would walk his bedroom floor and he would, he would, he would begin to speak. I'm preaching. I'm getting on airplanes, da-da-da. And so I took that message and I took that at home. And I was upstairs in my bedroom and I would just go in the field behind our house and I would just, Father, I thank you. I'm getting on airplanes. I thank you, Lord God, that I'm getting invitations to preach all over the world. I'm doing these things. And what was I doing? I was speaking. And can I just tell you, that speaking has taken me further than going out and getting a job and trying to earn all the money to get on those planes. Listen, I've been almost, this, this coming year, it'll be my 40th nation, and it'll be 100 missions trips that I've been on. What's the big deal about that? 
the dollar signs is the big deal about that. Because I couldn't even tell you where those finances came from for much of the ministry. What happened though? You want to know where they came? Through using this thing, understanding I'm created in God's image and God creates through his words. So start using your words the right way. And this is why I'm so tough on this thing with people walking around cussing and being negative. Listen, God don't play that. Get that out of your heart. Get that stuff out of your heart. Because your words are your power. Now, you can live sloppy all you want. I know there's going to be people, well, you know, I'm a Christian, but you don't ever do anything. Man, listen, you want to get a good life? Hear what I'm saying today. And you start guarding your tongue. Because if God created the words with his, the, the world with his mouth and Jesus performed miracles with his, think about what you can do. Because here's what Jesus said. Greater works than these will you do in my name. And it all starts with this. But can I tell you something? You got to quit this complaining thing. You got to quit that. Tell your husband to lay hands on you or something. Call us up. We'll lay hands. We'll cast that negative complaining thing out of it. And here's the thing about complainers. They live in their intellect. They live in their intellect. Because here's what your intellect says. The Bible says, call those things that are not as though they are. The intellect says this. Well, I'm just being real. I'm not going to lie about my life. These things are in front of me. It's the intellect. Because the intellect can't grasp God. I was praying over somebody one time. I was done praying. I said, listen, when I leave here every day, you need to get up and confess I'm healed. He goes, but I'm not healed. Still hurts. I'd be lying if I did that. Intellect. It's your choice. You can rise above the intellect or you can live out of the spirit. Because if, in case you didn't know by now, the spirit doesn't make a lot of sense to the intellect. Are you guys tracking with me? There's an anointing on this word because there's some sins that we're struggling with and we're dealing with in life that we keep repeating and we find ourselves doing the things that we don't like to do. Well, you know the murmuring and the complaining that the Israelites were doing? And Sergio said that they were doing a lot of other messed up things. But what led them to doing those other messed up things was the murmuring and the complaining. The murmuring and the complaining going, this isn't working. We could have had better food over there. Moses is up there too long. When is he going to come back down? Let's create our own images. Let's do our own thing. It was in the murmuring and the complaining that they opened the doors for all this other sin to come into their lives that they kept repeating and then God would forgive them and then they'd go to murmuring and complaining again. And then the door would open for more sin to come into their lives. So it's through the murmuring complaining. So you need to understand there's anointing on speaking positive and lining up with what God's word says for you. So as a body, we need to come into alignment with the way we speak and understanding that we were created to speak things into existence, to speak our lives to line up with the word of God. And if you're struggling with sickness, I came in here this morning with a migraine headache. And when I came up to the front, I said, man, the, the music is hurting my ears. It's hurting my head. Sergio said, if you want, you can go to the back. And I said, no. I'm not going to the back. I didn't say that to him, but I said it in my spirit. I'm not going to the back. This is my time to worship God. And we're speaking the words that I need to say so that healing can come into my body. So I'm going to stay right here, whether this beat is hurting my ears or not. And I'm going to worship God because God says I'm healed and I'm whole. 
He probably could have healed me in the back, but my spirit was going to stay up here. I'm going to stay up here and I'm going to be obedient to God. Whether I see it, whether I feel it, I'm going to speak the word of God. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.